Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Tyler Stout and Phil Perkins. We are previewing the MMA event, which is Future of Fighting, March 9th, 2024, at the Kentucky Center for African American Heritage. I really appreciate Tyler and Phil coming on the show. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by returning guests. We have um, head coach, gym owner, black belt, head instructor, Phil Perkins of Area 502 MMA. Phil, how are you today? I'm very good. How are you? Doing well. Good. Um, and returning guest, we also have Tyler Stout. Tyler is a relatively very seasoned and experienced amateur MMA, about as you know, as far as amateur records go, and experience as an amateur. Um, Tyler Stout's one of the the top guys in the amateur circuit, in my opinion, in this part of the country. Tyler, I appreciate you coming back on. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I appreciate you having me. Glad yeah. To be here for what sure. do you think of my statement there? What's your amateur record? What uh, kind of experience have you had thus far in your amateur career? I'm seven and three at the moment. Um, I fought across the country, man, in Florida, Kentucky, Tennessee. Fought some of the best guys across the country in the amateur rankings. Um, I think you're spot on with it, really, man. So I think I'm one of the highest level amateurs as well. What's your age? I'm 26 right now. Okay. Yeah. I'll be 27 in March after my title defense. Okay. Actually. The weekend after my title defense, I turned 27. So. Okay. Um, all right. And, Phil, every time you come on, I know we've got so much to cover. Um, you tell me what's the, the outline. I mean, what really relevant to the – of course, we have the MMA Tyler's Fight coming up, your event. But you tell me what, what, what's relevant to the world of Area 502 MMA right now. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. That's probably the, the biggest thing we got coming is Future Fighting 2, the second event. It's March 9th. It's we're having it again at the Kentucky Center for African American Heritage. That's where we had the first show, and it went real well. It was a beautiful venue. We got um, everybody had a great time. 
it was a dress to impress kind of show too, which was nice. Everybody was, you know, dressed nice. It wasn't just like going up to a basketball court and watching some guys beat each other up. It was a an event. People were excited for it. How did you how did you um coordinate that happening? People dressed <sighs> so, nicer than a regular is that what you just said? Yeah, yeah. People were I just think excited to come and then just some of the, the group we had just happened to be Get ready to get dressed nice and go out. The venue is a nicer venue. Okay. And I think everybody was just kind of prepared for that. And also, we did a lot of little things that I think set it apart, just having good options for drinks and lots of sponsors behind us helping out with different things that just made it more of an event, not just a fight. I hate to stir shit up, but would you say the other events no, are don't. trashier? <laughs> the other <laughs> events are trashy, and your event is very classy. You know, I, I No, I mean, not trashy or classy. I don't think any other event's trashy. I think that I, our event is going to stand out in a lot of areas because I see the issues that other ones have, and I'm going. I'm taking steps to prevent those things mind giving us a peek into what you uh, uh uh any examples of that type of thing <clears throat> well like what's going to separate and it's good this is all great yeah, for I the do, local I mma community obviously yeah yeah so hopefully everybody sees that this isn't for me either you know i have enough stuff going on and this isn't just for my guys this is for everybody this is for everybody in the region everybody it's really for everybody in louisville you know i've been around here a long time I know everybody at all these gyms. I know everybody's coaches, their coaches, coaches. We've all been around. I want to see everybody succeed. We needed a platform for everybody. We've been doing this too long. There's been too much time, too much effort put in to be on the platform that we were on. So that's why I decided to do that. Hopefully everybody sees that, realizes that, and jumps on board and lets, you know, lets me help them, lets us help, you know. Has the local MMA scene, because I haven't even been following fight cards specifically, and you know, comparing, well, this one is, is ran through this promotion, and they've kind of all blurred together for me, to be honest, since I stopped doing commentary in 2020. Um, have, have the local gyms been participating in your events as much as you expected? So, it's been half and half. You know, I, you know, I keep it real. There's, I, I, was, I was a little bit surprised. I feel like there's been a little bit of um resistance or i don't know what holds people back a little bit of ego or a little bit of whatever um but there's also been some really good support from a lot of local gyms and gyms in the region so we filled both cards had awesome fights um but yeah i think i also think over time the more that was our first show the more we do the more we keep going People see what we're really all about. They know I'm not just trying to throw something together. They know, like, okay, he's trying to do it right here for everybody. I think as time goes on, more people are going to be a part of it. But if you look back, Louisville has a long past of people not supporting each other when it comes to MMA and stuff like this. And you can say what you want, but I I support other people. I've been to to your academy for seminars. Okay. I've been to Scott Smith's jiu-jitsu tournaments, right? Okay, true. Um, I went to CORE last weekend for Helio Seneca's uh, CORE belt promotion, right? Um, What what else? There's uh, uh, AJ Jenkins' jiu-jitsu tournament. We compete in that. We fight on Chance's kickboxing car. We fight on Eric Haycraft's. We're doing Chewy's tournament. We did his last tournament. I support everybody. Wow. I want everybody to win. Okay. And let's keep it honest, man. If anybody knows Phil Perkins, he doesn't play favorites. So just because his guys are on the the card. grizzled dickhead to everybody. I mean, well, just because guys. (laughs) Is that about right? I mean, mean, you can't play favorites. 
when you're matchmaking, you can't be like, well, well I like this gym, guy. Even in the gym, you know, because, like, you don't, for one, you don't know who's going to give you what effort for how long, or they may be giving you 100% now, but in a year and a half, they give you, they leave, you know? So, like, so you can't make favorites. You, you don't play favorites. You treat everybody as good as you can. You give them as much of yourself as you can. Be fair you, to everyone. Be fair to, it's fair to everyone, you know? And not a, not a dick, <clears throat> but. It's stern. And I got carried away with it. Yeah, no, sometimes. Some, and see, you know, sometimes you got to be But you're at stern. least consistent. In my experience, consistent. when communicating with you, it's it's at least – I don't I don't ever wonder where I stand with you. Yes. And, and another thing, too, is if, if he's got guys that are ready to fight, he's going to put them on the card. Everybody's matched accordingly. So nobody has control of how the, fly, the fights play out. So you got to go out there and win and make yourself known on your own. You know what I mean? It's not like anybody's getting fed anybody because it's my coach's promotion or anything. So hopefully that's cleared up with anybody around the city. You know, well, we go out there and fight our asses off, man. There ain't no favorites. Yeah, regardless, but, it's all accepted upon. And in today's day and age, there's so many YouTube videos out there and shit that nobody's like. You know what you're getting into. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's nothing. Well, even for, but beyond that. So I just started the promotion. I don't make the, the fights. I don't. I'm not the commission. I'm not the referee. The judge. I have nothing to do with any of this. All I I bought the cage. I made sure that everything's happened. I got legal with the state. I made sure that this stuff happened. Hard Rock's been making the same fights, doing the same thing in this area for 20 years. Matching my guys, matching all these guys, putting fair fights on. Not not anything has changed. It's the same matchmaker, the same commission, the same referee, the same people doing the video, the same people taking the pictures that have been doing it in the city for 15, 20 years. So th- that's not even a question. That's, you know, I, I don't have anything to do with that. I, of course, you know what I'm saying? I still choose who my fighters fight, and he comes to me and says, how do you like this fight for, for a main event fight? Or I help with those choices, but I don't make the matches. You know, I don't make my guys' matches. I don't make anybody's matches. And I've, I've, I've fought for promotions that play favorites, and I wouldn't want to do that to nobody else. I want, you know, I'm trying to get to the UFC and make this shit real. I don't want. No padded record bullshit. I don't want nobody feeding me fights. You know, you can't control the outcome of fights. You got to go out there and, and put on for yourself regardless at the end of the day. Yep. and back to your question earlier, what, what makes us different? A lot of stuff. Little things. The cage, let's, let's talk about little things people don't think of. A cage floor, what's the mat made out of, right? A slippery mat versus a, a, a non-slip mat versus a canvas, right? And everyone thinks about stand-up. Oh, I'm standing up, I throw a kick, I slip and fall. What about when you're in a turtle and somebody's trying to flatten you out and you're trying to come up to your knees and your knees just keep slipping on this slippery cage floor and there's no chance you're getting up? What if somebody puts you on your butt and you're trying to technical stand-up and whoop, you slip and slide on that floor and your chance to get up's out the door? That sounds horrible. Being in an MMA fight and being turtled up, there's there's that's a difference, a in that especially sounds, when there's blood and sweat involved. There's man, a difference. That doesn't sound pleasant. In the cage? Strikes involved and right, shit. Not, right. And then the slippery floor. I don't. It doesn't. Yeah, so a slip and fall need, can cost you to fight. And who needs? Yeah, I don't. I don't need any help in making those positions any worse. It's already bad enough. Stuff like that. What's the cage floor made out of? Um, with how is the cage made? If you look at a lot of cages, if you look around the bottom, there's a pole all the way around the bottom that has a pad on it. The pad covers the pole. But if you've ever been slammed into a pole with a pad on it, you know that it still hurts. As us on the other guy, we say pick him up, slam him on the pole, right? So we know it hurts because we try to slam the other guy on the pole. 
Our cage is an ultimate cage. The cage goes straight down to the floor, to the mat. The pole is under the side of the cage. That costs an extra $3,000. So that's why other people don't do it. You know, there's a lot so of So you things. have the best cage in the state? We I don't know <laughs> what the I don't I don't know what the other guys have, but I know ours is the shit. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know ours is a twenty two foot ultimate cage. It's not there is twenty foot, twenty two foot, twenty four foot. I picked the medium size to make sure it can fit everywhere. It's got plenty of room for everybody. I got the best version we could get. And you just bought it? It and we yeah, I mean we had to. They don't just give them to you. You know what I'm saying? We but, had but, to. but some MMA promotions get going and they buy like a used cage to start. Yeah, out. no, we got a brand new cage manufactured for monster cages. It, we're we're doing this right. You know what I mean? I'm not. We're not in here to come in and make a little show and try to. We're here to put on a show for everybody, for this region, for the gyms, for all the gyms that have been here. So we all got somewhere good to fight. It's going to be just like the same things we've done over the years, but we're going to have an even better platform. Um, we've got some really cool stuff. Um, LFA is coming in town also. Yep. They'll be at our fights. Um, and we're working with them to establish a direct path, you know, so we can, you know, LFA got, I believe 23 or 20 some, some odd people from the LFA went to the UFC last year. Okay. So, I was going to say, so, so you, last year, that's what I like. Right. Did. Right. Yeah, so that sounded we, low. But that is the, maybe, that maybe is more, big, but, right? but, but, but it sounded low, but then you said that was just last year. Right. I, but so maybe, I was thinking maybe, maybe overall. The, maybe that's, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. That's okay. one of the, the top feed, feeder organizations. Right. I was so, thinking overall through the history of LFA is what I was thinking. Yeah. And you said last year, and I was like, holy shit, that is a lot for a year. May, I believe maybe that my stats wrong. Don't, I know it's a lot, okay? Um, so I don't want to be like some stat checker. Like I'm, I'm the opposite, okay? I, I know everyone knows the LFA. They put a lot of people in the UFC. We're trying to make a direct path through the LFA to the UFC. Um, they'll be at our show. We got, um, we know some. A lot of local guys are fighting on that show here, Louisville. Um, we want to go. We want to support all those guys. Is it Ryan Bevan? Let me think. Not sure. I know the guy who always contacts me and sets up inter interviews with LFA. Uh, last time they were in town, they did. Yeah, Ryan Bevins. Okay. Not sure. Okay, sorry. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but I know we got uh, Blake Alvey fighting, Ben from over Derby City's fighting, you That's know. Right. So this is good for the city, and people should come to this event, come to the LFA, you know, come to the Future of Fighting. Even if you don't have somebody fighting on the car, come to Future of Fighting, watch your friends fight, watch the other guys fight, support the event so when it's your turn, the same thing happens. Go to the LFA, support this event. Even if you don't have somebody fighting, come – cheer for Blake, come cheer for Ben, come cheer for somebody, right? You know, just go out there and support the sport so these guys come back. And when all these guys like Tyler and Blake that have been putting on, putting in this time, you know, Christian, I can go on and on. When they get there, there's a there's a, an opportunity for them. They're not just beating on a door and nobody's answering. Yeah, I mean, that's how guys get to the next level. I mean, you got to have a group of people to city behind certain guys to, to, to push them to that next step. I mean, a lot of it has to do with your performances and winning, obviously. But, I mean, the more pop that you can get and more people that can show up and show out for you, it's, I mean, it's boosting your chances of making it to that next level for sure. So March 9th, sell this event to me. Why, why should I care about this specific? Well, if you saw my last fight, you better fucking be there. I know that. Uh, summarize your last fight for our listeners, please. Um, well, it was a it was a tough cat um, that came through. Um, I was actually supposed to fight him a, 
a couple fights ago, back when I first started in an amateur career, um, we were talking about fighting each other, but it didn't happen. And uh, so I already knew who the guy was when Phil mentioned him to me. Uh, I knew he was a tough guy. Um, we knew he was a good grappler, good wrestler, strong, athletic guy. Um, I mean, we just went in there with a solid game plan, dude. And honestly, he was a way more aggressive than we thought he was going to be. And I just feel like that plays in my favor, man, honestly. Um, I just feel like if you come out and stand in front of me and come after me like that, that I don't think that's a smart approach. And that's what he did. And, uh, you know, as soon as things got, you know, as soon as we got some space, I set up that head kick, landed it beautiful. And then, you know, I thought they were going to stop the fight then. But um, the guy popped up. He was tough. He was a warrior. And, uh, and, you know, he made me have to have to put him out. But it was exciting. Good show. Probably my best performance to date. And uh, thank God I had Phil in my corner. I had Nathan in my corner. Jacob Yancey was there. Um so and it says uh, round one you won via knee. Yeah, it was a knee in the clinch that put him out, but the head kick set it up. Okay. Um, he popped. It was it was a right head kick because we were in open stance. He was a southpaw. He was switching a lot, but I caught him in a southpaw stance, uh, knocked him down with the head kick. He popped back up. I tried to finish him in the clinch with some uppercuts, and then the, the knee just clipped him and put him out. If there's a fighter in the UFC now that you would say maybe you're game is somewhat similar to uh gaichi 100 percent. okay 100 percent. i've been compared to being the flyweight gaichi there's been comments not even me saying it there's there's everybody watching me saying it and you're talking somebody commenting and there's 20 30 likes on the comment saying flyweight gaichi you know that's just something that got put on to me um by the people that watch me and know me and then i've also studied him and trevor whitman a lot um consistently for years since i've started training and it kind of just picked up um, and kind of carried over to my style a lot. You know, I try not to be as reckless as he is. I'm kind of like the Gaethje 2.0 is the more Gaethje that I like to watch. What was it? That, <laughs> what did Brennan Schaub say? He said something that ended up pissing Gaethje off. At yeah. He said that he's like, throws caution to the wind. That was in the interview, too, face-to-face, wasn't it? And he got pissed off. Yeah, he got So that part of – but I think he kind of – Adjusted his game maybe a little bit. Oh, yeah. No, I was definitely watching and studying that Gaethje as well. But that Gaethje 2.0 after he lost to Dustin and Eddie, that's just a whole different Gaethje that came to the table. And that's the one that I really studied hard. And uh, I've got all of Trevor Whitman's instructionals. Um, I study them all the way down from their YouTube channel to their Instagram to their fights. I've watched every single one of Gaethje's fights in half speed over and over and over and over. Um, it's just that that's... You know, that's who I want to fight like, man. That's just the, the the style that carried over to mine. Can you guys help me preview this card? Let's do it. Oh, I got to pull it up. Good question, huh? I don't, I don't know. I know. I should, should we know. start it? That's and that's okay. You tell me, Phil. Is is it the topology page currently uh, pretty accurate with the order and everything? Or I believe it's pretty close. Um, I mean, we don't have to talk about every fight anyway. So whatever it's got on there should be. I'm uh, pretty close. Sorry, I'm pulling it up. Can you pull it up? I'm sorry, brother. My yeah. phone's Yeah, it'll take me just a minute here. My phone's always no dying. All right, before I bring up the Apple actual topology page here, which I will have, in, I believe, in just a minute. It's just charging my mouse. Um, what's the main event? Let's start there. Ian Lawler versus Andrew Law. Wow. How long has it been since Ian has fought? It's been a couple years since Ian's fought. Ian uh, took a couple years off. He... 
his academy had been open for a long time, but they moved to a new building, and I think that he just was focused on growing the academy. They got a beautiful 5,000-square-foot academy they moved into, and he moved into there, and I think he's focused on that um, and then decided to get back in. And I know he'd been active in the jiu-jitsu scene and decided to take this fight. Um, he did a, a professional grappling match at the last Future Fighting, and then he asked us if we could find him a match for March to fight on the next card, so Hard Rock found him a match. Andrew Law, um, who I've now researched, he's a real tough guy. He's from Ohio, uh, judo black belt, and long and um, stylistically tough matchup. So it's a exciting pro fight. And that's the main event. I like Lawler a lot, too, man. I'm rooting for him. Oh, yeah. You got to love Ian Lawler. Nicest guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm (laughs) sure Andrew Law is a great guy, too. Um, But we don't know him. I mean, so no offense. Fuck him, though. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, if I knew him, (laughs) if I got to know him, he could be the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, for you. If he he hears this and sees you at the show, Kelly, I didn't (laughs) say that shit. (laughs) If I get to to meet him, you know, uh, Todd Pickett's my buddy, and he fought Liam Hamill. That was a good-ass fight, too. That was. Todd's a beast. I was there. Thank you. I watched it. Yeah. And I kept commenting on the posters, because I'm not involved with the promotions at all anymore, so I'm like, this would be fun. I I don't know Liam. I know his uncle is Matt, you know, but I don't know either of them. Like, So I'm just joking around commenting like, Hope this guy has good health insurance. He's going to need it. I just keep commenting shit like that. <laughs> From the guy that said five minutes ago, I don't like to stir shit up. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't but, know. It may be to where he gets pissed off. But, I mean, if if yeah. someone ever says, hey, Kelly, you were talking shit to me online, and I could be like, hey, I was kind of joking. Nice to meet you. If they can't handle that, then I, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's on them. Yeah. Like, if someone you don't know says, fuck Phil Perkins, and then you're like, hey, why'd you say that? Yeah. And they're like, oh, I was just joking. I just saw your name and said, fuck you. I think if you take yeah, you words probably to get heart. over it, if yeah. you're like, nice to meet you, or, you know, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's fun for the sake of this. I'm rooting for Ian Lawler in that fight. Yeah. No offense to Andy Law. Same here. Exact thing. Same, exact same thing here. Hope Andrew Law has a great training camp. I'm also hoping, uh, I'm also rooting for Ian. Ian. Um, he's been training up at the gym. Um, I know he's traveling down to Tennessee also to train at Knoxville Martial Arts Academy, I okay. believe it is, which has got a, a, a lot of fighters down there. So, Is that where, like, um, who's the guy who gets the Von Flew chokes? OSP, yeah, I believe is that where, where he trains. He trains. Okay. Yeah, so he's driving all over, putting in the work. But you said he's been training at 502, so. Yeah, yeah, he's been coming in on Tuesdays, making Very the cool. trip up. Very and, cool. Uh, yeah, so I actually teach at his gym on Monday, teach a seminar at his gym on Monday. Yeah, I got, cool. the, I got the train with him last week. A little bit. He's pretty knowledgeable, man. He's a cool dude. Good deal. So I'm going to go over these fights. And no offense to any of the fighters, if I list one and, Phil, you say we don't know much about it, we'll skip yeah, over it. of course. Same so here. we have a matchup of Alejandro uh, Guzman, who's 0-2, against Nathan Eccles, who's 0-1. Uh, I know Alejandro trains with Donnie Wallace. Okay. He fought Blake. Fought Blake. Yeah, fought Blake Alvey. Yeah. Oh, shit. And I don't know much about the other young gentleman, but... Yep. Okay. And that's a 135-pound matchup. Up, up, up next, we have a 125-pound matchup. Joseph Henderson is sitting at 0-1 against Brandon Commons, who's 0-0. With me doing commentary for years, if I looking at, I actually like watching shit like this sometimes more. Because you don't know. If someone's getting in there at 125, 
They might be a fucking stud, honestly, in yeah. my experience. They, now, they might be a crackhead, but <laughs> but there's a chance these little guys can be pretty technical, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> do, you, do you have any crackheads? Do we have any Daryl Rays on this promotion, <laughs> it Phil? Could, it could go either way. <laughs> do we have any Daryl Rays out there? I don't think we have any Daryl Rays. There's one and only. Okay. Y- y'all don't need anyone else to talk about. You don't, you're out of time. You talk about I'll still Darryl talk Ray about him. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, gonna make a comeback into the cage soon. Uh, yeah, we got a spot for him. Yeah, yeah, he can work the door. So Joseph Henderson, Brandon Commons. Up next, we have Barton Dejarnot is uh, making his debut against Danny Krzyzewski or something like that. Yep. Also making his debut. Mm-hmm. Barton oh. trains with Bell, Damon Bell. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very cool. 170 yep. pound matchup. Yep. Yep. So he's a local guy. Trains with Damon Bell. Um, yeah, I honestly, I've, I've only trained with him a little bit. Um, good guy. He was in Vegas for Bell's last fight with us, um, for, uh, lion fights, the one they didn't pay anybody. And, um, yeah, that was, <laughs> so then there was that. Do you think I'm going to just skip over that? What yeah. you just said? Yeah. Yeah. Lion fights, bro. Can we clarify what you just said? Yeah. He, uh, who's he? Bell, Damon Bell fought for them. And they didn't pay anybody. They didn't pay anybody on the show. Then we found out there was a bunch of people on other shows before they didn't pay. Yeah, that's completely unacceptable. How the hell do they expect to stick around doing that? (sighs) I'm assuming they don't anymore. And uh, Bell, he caught a front elbow and put like a three or four inch gash up the center of his bald forehead. And I've seen a lot of cuts. And... That was the worst cut I've ever seen. I I was holding. And he didn't it. even get paid. Yeah, I was holding it shut, and then the fucking doctors were come running over, and they're like, they're looking at the cut, and I'm holding it shut, and they're just standing there looking at me. I was like, "Where's the doctors?" They're like, "Where the doctors?" I'm like, "Well, why the fuck am I taking care of this?" They're like, "Well, do you want to? Do you, we're gonna wait till the end of the 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 sixty seconds is over." I'm like, "Bruh, it doesn't matter. Do you see this fucking cut? Like, you could I could see his." through there to like where a skull would be you know i'm like come on guys i'm holding it shut here but anyway so they took him in the back stitched him up sent him home and i guess they didn't pay anybody on that card and if anybody knows damon bell that that motherfucker fights his ass off so yeah he's he's a like to get ripped he's, off for his money he's a fucking warrior man ridiculous. he flew out there brought his kid with him because he couldn't find someone to watch his kid had his kid with him the whole trip just so we could fight we paid for a bunch of shit out of our pockets because you know we don't want to crash all share a little shitty hotel room so we pay for bunts in vegas nothing's cheap so we pay for stuff out of our pocket and go out there and you know um he fought like a warrior come up a little bit short and then you know didn't get a paycheck so well if you if you know who that guy is he is he shows up to to put on a show and if to to not get paid at the end of a fight that the fights that he puts on especially i mean well, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know much about the guy that promoted that. I know he'd been doing it for a long time. Maybe he never fought or maybe he just don't give a shit. But for me, I just couldn't personally do that. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Just stiff a fighter who yeah. actually I mean, I wouldn't stiff anybody, but especially a fighter that I know they signed like, up in there for and got their ass beat or beat, you know, got went through training camp, everything. They put themselves on the line. And, I mean, I'm going to pay him one way or another. I mean, I know that guy. It wasn't that much he owed all them people. That dude's got the money to pay them. He can, you know what I'm saying? That's I just, crazy. It was, it was crazy. So yeah, but that's. I a, don't know much about his guy. He's got on the on the card though. Danny Kuzerski. Uh, no, it's Barton's guy, ain't it? Yeah. Oh, Barton. Yeah, Barton Dejarnot. I think I heard Stumpy talk about him before, but I don't really know who's who Stumpy. Jacob. Jacob. Oh, Yance. Danny Kuzerski is from uh, Donnie Wallace, also. Oh, great. So yeah, okay. Is what it looks like based on topology. Okay, good. It's Hicks. Yeah. Okay. Um. Up next, we got. 
a fighter familiar to everybody listening, or most people listening. We got Dylan Mays against Will Pittman, 145 pound matchup. Tell me about this. Yep, uh, you know Dylan. <clears throat> he I don't know where he trains anymore. Around here in Louisville somewhere. Um, he I thought he was with Hunsucker in there, maybe. Not sure. Then um, the other guy, I believe, trains Bushido MMA. I think in Southern Kentucky or Eastern Kentucky. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, I don't know too much about these guys yet. So I know a lot more about them after the after the event, of course. Will Pittman four and four. Mm-hmm. He's fought for uh, Southern Indiana Combat Productions. Okay. Uh, he's fought for Rival FC, Warriors Den back in 2018. I'm not familiar with this guy, really. Interesting. Yeah. Will Pittman, 25-year-old at a Bushido MMA Kentucky, which is in Paducah. Right. Yeah, Paducah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Would that mean he's like a hoist affiliate or... You know, I don't know because there's a couple be, of those yeah. guys through that hoist affiliate. Yeah, that, someone fought um, a couple of those Mexican brother guys. Yeah, Ozzy Soto was Ozzy Soto. Yeah, 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 he, yeah, fought yeah. One of, like, he was through. Fought, fought Pat Haynes. Pat Haynes, Patrick Haynes. Okay, yeah. they all run together, man. Oh I thought, yeah, I the, thought you fought him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fight him, but I didn't. <laughs> um, but but I think I assume I see Paducah. I don't know of another gym. I actually went to a hoist seminar yeah. in Paducah. No, no, that's the same spot. It's the same spot. They have, I think, they have some other guys coming up. There might be a few other fights that are locked in. I think there's a couple that I don't have yet and that we don't have a flyer for yet that'll be out. Everything will be out by this Friday, so I should have come on next week. But, That's know. okay. Up next, we got Dylan May- I'm sorry. We got uh, James Parker sitting at 0-1. Ozzy Park. Ozzy. <laughs> Who, who's that? He fought on the last card. He fought Hugo. Um, Hugo's from our gym, one of our young cats that's trained with us a couple years. Um, Ozzy come out and slam Hugo and... Beat him up a little bit, and Hugo found a way to um, eventually catch a rear naked choke and and got the win. That was at the Future Fighting 1 in December. It was a really good fight, 125 pounds. It was a real back-and-forth fight. Good stand-up, good jiu-jitsu. Ozzy's got good wrestling. He was like a state champion wrestler. Yeah, it says his foundation on here is wrestling. Yeah, he was a state champion wrestler. It was a while ago. He's in his 30s. 36 years old. Yeah, yeah. but um, he come out and picked Hugo up, slammed him. and That's cool. Yeah, yeah. He's and uh, Honestly, if you're a specialist and you have a solid wrestling foundation, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. Like and that 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 should be welcome in a local uh, MMA promotion. Like if they have a legitimate wrestling yeah, that sense? The, the dude can fight, and he's uh, now I'm on a social media. He's in the gym training now, so he's taking it serious. He's okay. fighting again. He was supposed to fight um, on the card last weekend. For some reason, their fight um, it couldn't happen on that date, and they ended up moving mm. over to our card. So, all right, up next we got um, oh, that's James Parker against Marcus mm-hmm. Bukuzran, who is zero uh, two. He's fought for B two Fighting Series twice, lost to the guy from AFS. Um, and then the, the next fight is, of course, a Torian Cook at 3-2 and two against Tyler Stout, 7-3, 125-pound um, title fight. So five three-minute rounds. Does that mean you'll get three corners? I, I think it is three corners. For title fights. It's three last time. So. For pro, three you again. get three corners. Is that normally yeah, how it is? You do for pro. That's good. I can't remember for amateur. That's a good question. So my corner will be Phil, obviously. Nathan Pierce, obviously, and then my buddy Zachary Grasso. Uh, I think I mentioned him on the show last time. Um, he's out in Colorado. He does a lot of help with my film study and 
breaking down stuff like that. Okay, I think I vaguely yeah, do remember Eliminating certain things, adding certain things, going over sparring, stuff like that. That's what he's good for. But he'll be there too. So those will be my three corners. What do we know about Torian? Uh, honestly, man, I've watched all his fights over and over and over. I've watched them all in half speed, full speed. I mean, I think he's uh, I think he's good. I think he's athletic. I think he's been out for a year, so there ain't really much to expect from his past fights because he could be totally different. We don't know. Interesting. We won't know until we get in there and find out. So we've got a good game plan, um, but if we need to make adjustments, we will. And uh, wherever the fight plays, that's where it goes. So we'll see. Okay. I know he's uh, got a decent little right hand on him, but uh, nobody's really ever hit him in his mouth, so we'll see. Interesting. Um, I like how you went right into saying that you have, in fact, watched all the available footage on uh, yeah. fast speed, slow speed. You're not, you're not like trying to say, oh, I haven't even, I haven't even watched any of this. No, footage. I've, I've, some I've, people I've try studied to say him. that, and I don't, I'm like, huh, I wonder if he's lying. Uh, I know Phil did his homework. Um, me and Zach, my buddy Zach, actually flew out here to help with training, and we did a lot of one-on-one work at home watching film and. Uh, we know his tendencies and stuff, and we know we know his patterns. But like I said, he's been out for a year. He was supposed to fight Dominic Heath, that the guy finished with the leg kicks, and uh, I would have liked to seen that fight, and then maybe fought a Torian after. But hey, man, this is this is the guy. He's he's stepping up, taking the fight. He's got a dream. He wants to come try to take my dream. Uh, I'm not gonna let that happen. So, um, obviously, well, I'll ask. What is your strategy for the fight? Uh. My strategy for the fight is uh, basically go out there and do what I do every time, man. I mean, my style is is there's there's not one fight of mine, all ten of my fights that you can go and watch, and I've done the same thing mm. every fight. Every single one of my fights have all looked different from my stance to I'm you know I'm I'm getting better, progressing fast. So I go in there and implement a game plan that 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 tends to my style. You know what I'm saying? And then I adjust as the fight goes on. You know what That's I mean? That's so cool. And I'll stick to the game plan too. If it doesn't, if it's if it's not working early, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna panic. I'm not gonna freak out. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to the game plan until it starts working. So we'll make the adjustments. Whatever he brings to the table, whatever they think they're gonna bring to the table, we'll have all the answers for it. So Todd Pickett, of course, my buddy, he he won his fight through basically kickboxing, whereas his strength seemingly is to get people down and submit them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, that's so fucking cool to see like. You know, I don't know. MMA is cool to MMA IQ and to try to. Okay, well, maybe he's expecting this. <clears throat> well, they said I it can, for years when two grapplers fight, you get a stand-up fight a lot of times. I can finish the fight anywhere it goes. I'm not gonna force the fight anywhere. I'm gonna I'm gonna let the fight play out. I'm gonna do exactly what I'm what I'm supposed to do. I'm gonna do exactly what Phil tells me to do. And um, by the time if it goes out the first round, by the time we sit sit on that stool, we're gonna have all the answers. So no matter where the fight goes, standing, ground, anywhere, decision, five rounds, doesn't matter. I'm winning that fight. What different ways have you won an MMA fight? Uh, I've got three knockouts. Um, one of my knockouts was a TKO by leg kicks. Um, and I've got two submissions. I've got a rear naked choke, and I've got a triangle. And uh, the triangle win was in Orlando um, with Phil. You know, he helped me walk through and get that finish. And um, the fight before that was actually another high-level jiu-jitsu guy. And uh, Phil walked me through that, you know, pretty easily as well. So, what about your two decisions? My two decision wins. In hindsight, you didn't mention those. My two and decision, I'm not saying that you're ashamed of them or anything. I'm, I'm just no, curious. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. The what films you, out there. Do you do you look out 
do you look back on those and you're just as proud as those wins as you are the knockouts? Uh, absolutely. I'm more proud of the, the 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 most recent decision win than Eric Rodriguez because he was a higher level guy than, than the other decision because that was only my second fight. I don't even know if that guy's still fighting anymore. So Eric Rodriguez, I take that decision pretty good because I won all three of those rounds clearly. So it was good to know that we can go three hard rounds, grapple, striking, everything. He was a southpaw as well. And... Uh, no, I'm, I'm proud of that decision for sure. I just like to finish fights, man. I like to get in there. And now that I figured out who I am and my style and, and what I really want to implement in the fight, bro, I want to I want to hurt motherfuckers, man. I want to finish the fight. I don't want somebody to be able to go three rounds with me. That's not that's not what I'm interested in doing. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to, I'm here to win, and I'm here to win dominantly, and I'm here to finish these fights. Phil, I've probably asked you before, before but how do you prefer your fighters win? Do you have a preference? Um, no. As long as they, I, I mean, I'd rather get a finish. Um, I don't care if it's submission or a knockout, personally. Like you said, kind of wherever the fight plays out, I'm the most happy when they follow the game plan, whether, whatever that may be. So I think Phil oh, shit. feels okay with, with, as long as you listen to what Phil's telling you to do, he's okay with however you got to get it done. They all fight different. They're, you know, I don't coach Tyler like I coach Hugo, like I coach Christian. They all fight different. I can't coach them to do the same things at all. Their base is different. Their skills are different. Phil, I'm going to ask you a question, and you don't have to answer it right now. We can move on with previewing the uh, card. But what's an example of a, a fighter that you have coached in the past who has handled your possibly in-cage coaching during the fight and actually implemented what you've said, and then if you have one historically who's done the, the best uh, job of it that comes to mind, and once again, you don't, if you need a minute all, to think All of them. them. I'm not being cocky, all of them. What do you mean by that? Every single one. Anytime I go in between that round and the next round, the fight changes. Okay. I've done it with Tyler. I've done it with Nate. I've done it with everybody. I've done it from outside the cage. Nick mopping with the with elbows. Mopping with Christian, with Jordan. I can go back with guys that – all the way back to don't train with me. What's the most extreme case of you saying, hey, you need to switch it up and do this? Nathan Pierce. Which which fight was that? Um, Swolebrook. <laughs> that's the one. Or, well, no, no. No, that it was um, the other one, uh, the dude that dropped him. Talker? Yeah, yeah. No, the dude dropped Nate, and they come back in the one the second round, one in the second Oda? round. Oh, yeah, Gabriel man. Moda. I can't. No, I think it, that was a decision. I think you got to look him up. I, I'm sorry, they all. That's run okay. Oh, it was Holbrook, Jaden Talker. <clears throat> he lost to him though. I know, but he should have won that. No, he won. An, he won another one. Gabe Barletta. No, that was in Florida. Uh, no, it's got to be either Jay. It's yes, Gabriel Moda or Branko Busek. He won with an anaconda. Yeah, no, maybe it was um, Swolbrook. One of them, the first round, the dude dropped drop Nate. Oh. It was it was Talker, coach. Was it? Yeah, hundred percent. And he, he should have won that fight. It was a bad the decision. Second round, I say you go out there, take him down. He went out there, took him down, finished him. Maybe maybe it was even in his amateur career. I can't remember who it was, but well, that Holbrook fight was a um, was that second round. He, he got the nah, win. was first round. He mopped that. Yeah, dude. see, that's what I mean. It was Branko Busek. He beat in the second round with a uh, anaconda choke. It was Talker, coach, because he got dropped was at the it, end of that round. Was it Jacob Wharf? Jacob, yeah, Worf. Wait, Worf does the, have the, the heavy the leather. The fucking roofer. 
Ro- the roof, the roofer with the fucking farmer's tan. Yeah, no teeth. Yeah, he fucking Nate goes out there and all this dude's got is bombs and Nate's he does trying have to bombs. Yeah. stand with him. You know, he does fine, but the dude drops Nate, and I'm like, dude. Go out there and fucking take them down. Hit them, boom, boom, boom. Shoot, take them down. Nate goes out there, hits them, boom, boom, boom. Takes them down, finish them. Like, you know, huh. it just can. It was like the went from being dropped out. I mean, every time we do it though, someone will be losing a round, and then the, we make an adjustment, and the next round's completely different. But this one, he was dropped, like boom on his ass, and then went from there to the next round, just finishing the dude like nothing. You know, you my know, personal experience with that with Phil that I keep close to my heart is. That Dominic fight for that B two when you called her an up kick, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I immediately. I'm yeah. very present in fights though, so I can hear you and, and respond pretty the, well. Ma, the one with Moppin was cool because they Hell caught yeah. it on video, Hell yeah. and that was. I mean, you hear me literally, like he's. But it was even. He's in like I'm like. Was that put, the, the one with the elbows? From yeah, the guy but from I'm, like, I'm like, push his knee, push his knee. Stanley. Grab his arm, the other arm. No, like this, like that. Yeah, okay, now elbow, you know, like step by step by step. And, and then there's him. just a fucking pool of blood there. That and video's fucking at me, talking nasty. back to me. I was right me. there. I was like, oh, I felt like I was uneasy. Like, yeah. I thought I was lightheaded. Yeah. I was right there. It was fucked up. All the, I mean, that, it's, that it, shit should happen. And then I saw him up and go like this. You see that, Kelly? Come, I come on the podcast. He started like saying shit to me, and I was like, "This guy's insane." Look, he it looked like he was because Josh Stanley was still laying there. We need to get that it's video like blood. To go viral. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a he's a different a different character. But see again, you just, you coach so many different types of people, so many different types of fighters, and man, it's that's why I don't treat anybody different. Like before, it's like this. Everyone's so different. You got to treat them different, but the same. They're all equal, you know. But yeah, that was a uh, that was a good one, and there's just been so many times. I mean, it's easy from the outside looking in. I mean, it's easier for me. I just see it. There's some things for some reason. I just fighting, just watching fighting, watching jujitsu, doing jujitsu, doing kickboxing, boxing, just everything. It's just been my life. Not just, I mean, for 20 years, that's all I do. I train. That's all I watch when I wake up in the morning. It's all I watch when I go to bed. It's all I watch when I'm anything i'll be traveling watching on my phone and, and that hasn't changed since since i started fuck yeah i mean there's a reason that all this has happened yeah i mean it's a lot of hard work and a little bit of luck and a lot of help from a lot of good people and and there's and it's also in my heart you know you're fucking lucky you get to do something you're so passionate about yeah, the the thing right? is, like, how the, many people get to truly fucking do what they think's the coolest shit on the world? They the, get to do that every fucking day. Like, in all seriousness, it's cool. That's but what I but be. so here's yeah. the thing, though. I got into jujitsu because I like to do jujitsu, and then I started fighting because I like to fight. Now it's a business. Now it's you know, so like you have to separate the two and make sure you keep your love and your passion for training, and your love and passion for coaching. And you keep that separate from the business because you can't so let the, easy. the business, when the business is going bad or, or something happens because shit happens no matter what, that can't affect how, you know, how you show up and do your job, you know, because coaching's your job. And, and it's tough. It's not easy. You know, like people think it's this and that. It's not like these guys come to me a couple months ago, like as a team, we're like, hey, we need some more time from you. You know, it's like. It's it's a lot. It takes a lot from everybody. It, t- it takes a lot out of their lives. It takes a lot out of a coach's, you know, it takes a lot of a, out of your life. But, again, going back to that, though, that's 
that's there's a reason I'm here. You know, I love it. I, they ask me to do more, and I show up, and I and 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 we do more. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we're doing, man. We just sacri- sacrifice a lot for the, for the glory. I mean, we sacrifice the, the you know a part of our lives to try to you know glorify what we do. You know, I think these guys are starting to understand me a little bit too, because I try to explain to Tyler and these guys like. I've been doing this a long time, so it's been a lot of ups and downs, and sometimes it's not that I'm not as excited or as into it. I'm just trying to keep my my calm and my cool and keep going. You and gotta keep, find a balance. Keep, yeah, keep I'm sure that's not, not easy when you you're managing all the shit behind the it's scenes a lot. too. Yeah, you, I mean the like the first event that was my first event. Tyler gets a sick knockout. You know, all my guys are doing great. Such, a, I mean, it, but it was like so much. I didn't even have time to enjoy it to sit down and really take it in, and then it was yeah. done. It sounds. Yeah. Like, it could be stressful. It is. Yeah. I don't think I saw him smile until after the yeah, fights yeah, were done is. and we were at Fox Den. You're in charge of the whole thing and yeah. your fighters. And but like other shit, too. Like it's, it's okay. My wife mad at me. That's the type of shit I'd be thinking. Yeah. It's like, what's going on here? Okay, well, well all this, and then my fighters are going out there, and then what What else is going on in my life? They, But again, so they've done this for 20 years without me. You know what I'm saying? So okay. now, like... I get, I've got all the, the things in place. I've got the right people doing the right stuff. The first one I put on in three months, I come up with the idea, and then we had the show within three months and still put on the nicest show. That all finishes, in Louisville, baby. You know? All finishes? All finishes on every there, single fight. Every fight was a finish. We had female really? knockouts. Fuck yeah, you should have been Pro knockouts, uh, standing elbows. Uh, Kamara finished with a standing elbow main event knockout. They were in the back. Um, his coach, um, Pender, was in the back warming them up. They got a video they Kelly, posted. You, have you not seen Boom, any of finished this? the fight with it. No, I guess I didn't see. You know, I think I did Better speak get up with the date on your research, I, do, I do, yeah. That's fair, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you get know, the video. I been looking up any, that Instagram. any sports lately. Yeah, you got to get on. I'm like um, on a... Uh, completely different like type of shit yeah we're started like we're, that i'm spending my time learning about and shit which is cool but kamara knocks someone out with a fucking elbow crazy, elbow. Too. that Stand sounds elbow. pretty cool i love First that round. guy that guy's yeah. very Super likeable. nice kid man yeah, yeah. Super Super nice uh, kid. and uh yeah but it was all all finishes we had a female knockout girl just clocks her boom and just lets out this scream like this female war cry like ah. so, was so it here's a TKO? the here's the, the girl knockout. knockout yeah let's see that Holy shit. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's see this. Oh, Boom, shit. Drops her mouthpiece out her mouth. Oh, shit. There's Mooney. Listen. Yeah, Rob Mooney. He's good. The other ref was good, too. Is that Conley? Uh, I'm not, I'm not yeah, sure who the man. other guy. Here goes Zacharias here. That was a nice female knockout. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was a good Here's one. Zacharias. Nasty elbow, too. Boom. Sit. Nasty. That was the main event finish. Let me see that again. Can I see yeah, that again? A great way to finish an awesome card. All finishes and then finishes the night with that standing elbow. If you guys want to see what we're watching, you go at our Instagram, at Future of Fighting MMA. Holy fuck. That was yes, cool. A holy fuck. Here's my knockout. If you want to see a whole bunch of holy fucks, add us on Future of Fighting MMA on Instagram. Tough. He's That's still where you going. say the head kick in the yep. knee. Yeah, there he's you still go. going. So he got back. Okay. Oh, fuck. And then the knee did Out it. Out cold. I think I was That's the only. 
I think I was the only one to knock somebody out cold, cold that night. But all the knockouts were amazing. I mean, from was the females to Zachariah. Was that the first time you've really fucked someone up with a knee? Yeah, I mean, I fought in Florida. This Kentucky's the only state I've been allowed to throw knees to oh, the face. That's Dude, right. the, I mean, fighting in shin pads and limited rules held me back, honestly, man. I, I told Phil when we first got back after that uh, the, the leg kick finish, I said the amateur rule set was holding me back from knocking a lot of these guys out, I feel like, you know? Yeah, the so his, his striking is just a little bit more dynamic than most of these guys. It, he just understands a little bit more about angles and things and – Sometimes he come. He's got too many ideas. He comes. It's like the opposite. He'll come to me with ideas, and I gotta like weed through his shit. Like ah, throw that one out. Ah, oh, that one's good. Let's let's keep that one. You know, like ah, slow down, slow down. Let's take it easy. So, but it's like different with the generations of fighters now because now they got more knowledge that they can go out and get outside of the gym. That's good knowledge. But again, you gotta filter it with what's good, what's not, um, what fits with their style, what fits with what you've that's been teaching thing. them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, you yeah. know, you're teaching them to do something that's very important, and then they learn another technique that varies from what you've been teaching them, and you're like, hey, man, that's good, but that's not what we're trying to do, you know? But there's also so much good information out there that if you don't let your guys go out and seek that information, you're keeping them inside a bottle. Um, you got to learn how to balance that, too. He tr- A lot of that is trusting, too. Like, he trusts me that I'm not going to go out and learn some – you know, I'm not going to bring something to the gym that I learned and be like – try to. you know what I mean? If it works, it works. If it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't. They're Phil's kind, not going to let me – They're bullshit, yeah. no fancy bullshit. They're coming with some techniques, and they got thought process behind it. Um, yeah. Again, he understands, you know, he understands fighting on a different level. He understands striking, his angles, and his understanding of striking is different. Um, you know, fighting's a fight. Everyone's always got a chance. There's always a puncher's chance. You slip when you should have ripped or, you know, you get tired. You don't move your head off center. Just you, whatever, things can happen. But for the most part, he's, he's his understanding and his uh, hard work's going to be able to keep him ahead of the game. And like you said, he's had 10 amateur fights. This will be 10 amateur fights. Or 11, 11 right amateur folks. fights. So, you know, looking to go pro and get some money soon. But – now guys go pro, uh, pro after four fights, six Ooh. fights, and and they look at ten fights like, oh, oh, so many fights. Like, you understand you're saying you're a professional. When are you a professional at any – what professional in any other sport does it five times and says, I'm a professional? Mm. They do it hundreds, thousands. What about how many times does a baseball player play baseball in their life? Yeah. Amateur and before they become a prof- a football player, a basketball player, a soccer player, but an MMA fighter fights four fucking times. We're looking at amateur boxing or amateur kickboxing. Amateur boxing, amateur kickboxing. Rest. I mean, wrestling don't have pro, but look how much yeah. how often. But amateur so just to stay with combat sports, even yeah, that or to stay with a, what makes fucking sense. But uh, but uh, but uh, if a guy fights ten times, nah, ten times. He's getting his feet. Now he understands fighting. Now he's ready for some high-level competition. Now he understands what the fuck's going on. And we got to figure out the, what each problem that comes on. Before he couldn't figure out. Now he can figure out the problem. Now we need different problems, you yeah. know. Tyler, I had to go through 10 fights in, in three years as an amateur to get to this level. You had to put the time in, man. You got to put the time in on the mats and the time in the cage. You know, finishing people's all good. Like I say, I want to finish everybody, but those – those those three rounds, those nine minutes add up, man. When you when you you know, I've been to four decisions, you know, so or four or five decisions, whatever it is. But those those that time counts, 
You know, I've been in some fucking pretty high-level amateur fights that when you go and watch those fights, I mean, I watch UFC every weekend. So do you guys. You go and watch my amateur fights, I mean, it's it's not too fucking far behind, man, in my opinion. But, you know, I had to put the work in to fucking be able to get there. What's an example, Tyler, of something you didn't really even know at the beginning of your amateur career <coughs> that you didn't really even put much thought into when it came to competing in MMA? Now, you're like, well, when the cage door closes, I got this to worry about, or I got that, or then in between rounds, I do this. Is there something in particular, Tyler, that you've gotten better at as far as just kind of the, the reps of getting in and out of the cage and kind of the day of the fight? Is there something that comes to mind when it, when it comes to that? Yeah. Actually, fucking, how do you actually hit somebody? How do you, un- how do you find timing? How do you find range? Like... Yeah, I can throw a one-two on the bag and learn how to throw the one-two or do a one-two with my with my partner all day. But, like, the technique, obviously you need to know the technique, but, like, how can I get in here and land this one-two to fucking hit this guy and knock him out? You know, it's mm. different. That's different. different Nobody's going to stand in front of you and just let you hit him with a one-two. Okay. You got to learn that and get that experience of finding your range, finding your timing, finding your hand placement. Turning your punch over, throwing your head offline, like Coach Phil said. There's the, all those things matter, and when you get in there and you're actually able to slow the fight down in your own head a little bit, you start seeing that shit, man, and you start implementing that shit, and that's when the finishes and the dominations come. You know what I mean? You can't just get in there and fucking fight, especially with with a Torion. I can't go in there and just fucking fight with no game plan, with no yeah, I'm gonna go in there and just try to hit this guy. That's not gonna fucking work. It's not how it works. You know what I mean? That it's. You got to be able to set it up, and yeah, you got to be able to set it up. You got to find tendencies. You got to find patterns. You got to, you know what I mean. You can't just exchange blows. If you need to take the fight to the mat, take it to the fucking mat. If you, you know, whatever you need to do, you got to get it done. You can't just go in there and scrap. And you got to don't watch. work like that. We need to do videos before the fights, like the when he fought the guy that did the mostly leg locks. Like we, bro, every single thing that kid went Steve. for, we were ready because he was he was doing you know basic heel hook positions and stuff. So. I was able to watch one of his fights, two of his fights, and then just take a couple notes, and we were able to hammer down on a couple, just a couple details that kept us out of all of those those positions, and then it went exactly like we needed in the fight. And then this fight, like the things you don't see, you see the knockout, but no one sees the low kicks before the high kick. Mm, no one sees, it up. yeah, the 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 fake and the head the head bump and the where your eyes are going and that stuff no one sees where we practice the dirty boxing grabbing the back of the head yeah you know how many knees we practice normally they were open mat knees with the right behind it but you know all that stuff we we practice and that was set up from earlier in the fight so you know nobody's seen how many times i threw them fucking kicks the whole camp nobody nobody saw drilling in the back that kick finding that range and timing in the back before i even went out there People don't people don't realize those details. You'll never you'll never get your credit for those details. It's all about the. That's why you got to perform. That's why it's got to pay off. You got to get in there and make it pay off so people can recognize that type of shit. You're not. We only as good as your last fight, man. People don't really give a fuck. They want to see. They want to see that fucking nasty shit. That you know what I mean. Nobody wants to fucking. It could be the highest level three round fight in the world. Nobody, no casual people give a fuck. They'd rather about that. see it, two amateurs with a fucking knockout. Yeah, they'd rather see that. But when you when you can put it <laughs> when you put in that work and you get in there it's and true. fucking do it, that is true. that's what people want to see. <laughs> Sorry. What do you think of comparing yourself to Nathan Manis? <sighs> compare. I don't compare myself to Nathan Manis, but I, I do like Nathan Manis. I do take things from Nathan Manis. I have watched all of his fights. 
and I, um, I, 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 I would say I look up to him from him being in Kentucky. I, I kind of want to follow that path. Um, I don't want to follow the, the 45 down to 25 now that he's gotten in the UFC path. But <laughs> I think I saw him fight in person at 155. He's a beast, bro. He's a fucking monster. I'd be dumb as hell to not look at that guy and say, hey, man, I, I'd like to – you know, he's got a similar style to me. He's that's just, what you I'm know saying. what I mean? That's why I mentioned it. Yeah, I'd be stupid to try to pull an ego move and be like, I ain't, I ain't watch Manus. Hell yeah, I've watched that guy. Of course I do. I don't compare myself to him. He's another. He's a different guy. I've never met the guy. I've never trained with the guy. I would love to. Uh, maybe then I could try to compare myself to him, but I don't really like to compare myself with anybody Um unless, it, you know, like, like somebody like Gaethje, obviously I have, but I've never compared myself to him. I'm more like tried to mimic him. Okay. Um, so I don't really compare. I'm more mimic. Yes, I yes I would mimic things from from Nathan Menace. So he got his jaw broken and came back and set that fucking knockout up in the UFC. Of course, I would want to fucking take some shit like that from him. Um, his hand. Nobody realizes that detail. The hand placement before he went for that uh, that finish. He knows what who? I'm talking about. If he hears this, yeah, he yeah. knows what Against I'm talking who? about. Gravely, Tony Gravely. Okay. When okay. he knocked, that, he got his jaw broken in the first round and yeah. almost got finished. Came back and knocked that dude out. That's the type of shit I wanted. That I would want to take from him you know that's the type of shit that that dog shit you know that's what i want okay let's continue with previewing this card up next we have jacob yancey against gerardo alfaro mm-hmm. jacob trains with us um solid all around he's got a couple kickboxing wins um got an mma win as well and his opponent is from um high intensity combat sports with donnie wallace as well donnie wallace got a crew coming up Okay. I'll We've do- been fighting. I've been fighting Donnie Wallace's guys for a long time. Me and Donnie are good friends, so I'll, I always catch up. Not good friends as far as, like, we have dinner together or anything, but we always stop and hang out when we see each other at tournaments, make sure we catch up. He's a super good guy, and they're a great gym down there. Um, so they're bringing a handful of guys. Any any one of those guys that are on there, you know it's going to be uh, – the fight's going to be fire. Yeah, it, look like, it looks like Geraldo's pretty tough. Yeah, he, he was throwing some bombs on it. His last fight, he was throwing some bombs, good takedowns, good stand-up, solid stand-up. Um, Jake is the same way. He's got solid stand-up, um, good takedowns. They're actually very similar. Their fight, they you know, is how how they fight. So it's a, that's, that's one of my um, picks for, like uh, – uh, what would you call it? Like, like a, a like a surprising fight. Yeah, like, a, like yeah, like one that don't people don't yeah. got their eyes sleeper on. Sleeper fight. That's under a the radar. sleeper. Yeah, keep your eye on that fight. It's a sleeper. I don't want to get too much into detail on that fight because I'll get biased as hell because I love Stumpy. That's my boy. But that'll be a good fight for sure. I'm looking. What, forward what's to the it. nickname Stump? Where's the nickname Stumpy? I think come he from? carried that over from wrestling, man. Because he used to be. Uh, I don't. I'm not. If you don't know who Jacob Yancey is, he was. Um, he was overweight, having some trouble. He, he's gone through a little bit of trauma in his life, and he got he got big as shit. And um, he, that's where he got his name from, from the wrestling group being so big. But he worked his ass off, man. He's he's lost over what, almost hundred pounds, coach. I think he was near three hundred pounds, if I'm not wrong. And then now he's he fights at one eighty five, seventy. This one, right? Seventy. Yeah. So he's. Oh he's, yeah, yeah. Because he was already down to one eighty five. Yeah. Yep. So he like like coach tells him all the time he's got a different journey he's got different goals than everybody else of course he needs to fight and get his training in but he's still on a weight loss journey and you know the kid's got a lot of dedication man and i think if he sticks his mind to it he can do anything he wants to do yeah he's one to keep an eye on he's gonna you know hopefully he sticks around fights for a long time he's got that in him but also um he's just one to keep an eye on he's gonna do good stuff man so 
Up next, we have uh, Wilder against Sergio Martinez. Before I say anything about this fight, I'll say Wilder's Cuban. Sergio Martinez, based on his name, maybe Mexican. <coughs> something down the line's got to be, huh? Yeah, something. Martinez. So, so I'll say it's kind of like a Cuba versus Mexico thing in boxing. Real heated, and that's how I'll spin it. You know, to stir up. I don't, I don't like to stir up. Stir up. Shit, but let me stir up. Between <laughs> countries is yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That way that's we get the internet. I know exactly. That's good for your promotion, right? He's trying to get us those international pay per views. <laughs> tell, tell Matt, get ready. That's how boxing does. Yeah. They're like, we'll have a Puerto Rican against a Mexican. They fucking hate each other. You know, in boxing circles. Like, the Mexican fans fucking love the Mexicans. Sure, Filipinos sure. Filipinos fucking love the. So that's. That's true. We need to start putting the flags on the flyers. I mean, if it exists, I don't Change know where game. Sergio's from. That yeah. this that that might that might be fighting tonight, boys. That's another one there. Yeah, Sergio's uh, firecracker. He's fought all over the place. Fought some champions. Wilder's, of course, out of our gym. Um, he's just come off uh, fighting uh, Keston, who's a champion in another promotion. This fight before that was Liam Hamill, who just fought for a title. Um, for another promotion, so you know Wilder's been fighting the best of the best in his weight class, um, and this is a it's a really good fight. Um, excited for that one for sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see what Wilder is able to put together in there, man. He's been working hard, grinding. I'm training with him every day, so I love to see what he's gonna be able to do in there for sure. He had that one cool knockout, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he, had, a big, he, he had, had some crazy knockouts. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. funny that that's how you end up kind of being if you have like a highlight reel knockout then. Some people are like, that's kind of what they associate with he, you he, forever. That and the Mondelli weigh-ins. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, 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 the, the Mondelli, he brought crazy, out the crazy in Mondelli, yeah. which was nice. Mondelli was like, I'll, I'll fight you right here right you fucking lip, Don't <laughs> fucking put your lip like that. Yeah, 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 bite your yeah, fucking yeah, lip. Yeah. 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 That was good. Yeah. Everybody need, loved that. Hey, and then the B2. Mondelli on the card, boy. Yeah, <laughs> but interviewed Mondelli one we don't need no more B2 weigh-ins with nobody standing in between, guys. Please, you know what I'm saying. At least feels there a future of fighting. If anybody I gets scrappy, well, at you're least you're fight. 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 everybody respects like, you though. That they ain't gonna fucking do Y'all nothing. Are fucking in front idiots! Of you. I ain't, ain't my fault. Fuck them out of here. Get in there and get punched. <laughs> I ain't trying to fight y'all. Y'all are, they're all in shape, best shot. I don't want to get in the middle of that shit. Y'all what, fight it out. What happened with Sean Strickland uh, not that long ago? Like, did he punch someone right outside the cage? Yeah. Like, people don't yeah. press charges for shit like that. Like, you'll yeah, see he punched Drikas, didn't he? Yeah, yeah most yeah. people don't. You know. So it just happens, and then everybody's like, oh, well, just yeah, move on. That's cool. I, like, I don't mind it. I'm not complaining. It's just wild. I like when it's established that way. It's like, hey, guys, do whatever you want to do for the film, for for each other, for the crowd, whatever, but just please don't keep touch it, each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, keep it, keep it. You know, we're already fighting for fucking free, bro. Please just let me make it to the cage, you know? Uh, so three and three against three and three, 155-pound matchup on paper. Looks like a great Yeah. It's it a is. sink or swim fight. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, it's a big fight for both of them guys, and it's a that's another excuse me, another sleeper fight for sure. Up next we have Jonathan Francois, mm-hmm. who is a thirty three year old six foot three fighter out of Georgia. He was three and one as an amateur. And this is his professional debut. Do you know anything additional? About yeah, no, he's four and one as an amateur. He's coming up from um Atlanta, so he had a good amateur record. Um He's coming up to fight a guy out of Donnie Wallace's gym, and I cannot pronounce if you show Zlatko. me. Zlatko. Yep. I think he's Zach he Skull on, on Facebook. I think he's Zach Skull. There, yeah, there you go. Yeah, Zach Skull so, on Facebook. I, and I apologize, buddy. I'll, I'll learn your name soon. Yeah, it's like, Zlatko Skulljohn. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, awesome 
amateur record, eight and three. So the guy's put in the work, you know. He's definitely Don, got Donnie in, Wallace guy. It's from Donnie Wallace's gym. Donnie's got him put in the time. He's definitely ready for uh, the professional leagues. Got a tough opponent coming up from Atlanta. That's going to be the beginning of the pro card. The The main card will start off with Tyler Stout versus Torian Cook. And then it will go into the two professional fights after that. So this will be the second fight on the main card. Okay. And it'll finish with, as we spoke about before, Ian Lawler versus Andy Law. Yeah, I don't think Capology's got it laid out right. Yeah, that's definitely not the fight order, um, but it's okay. We talk about most of them. And there, there's a few other ones that aren't listed, and I'm sorry you know, we, if we didn't talk about them. Um, we, we do have one fight that we can announce that we'll, we'll be announcing soon. Um, Christian Floyd, we did get him an opponent oh, yeah. for a 185 title fight. Uh, Wallace McCoy Jr., Okay. Um, he is a champion in two other promotions. Um, just fought for a belt for Southern Indiana Combat, I believe. Um, and I believe he lost a decision, um, so went the distance. And so a good opponent to come in and fight Christian Floyd. Christian Floyd's 5-1. and one. Um, He's had some good, some good wins, some good knockouts. I believe his last fight was a decision win. Um, a couple months back, dominate though. Yeah, re- real good win. Just it was a decision. He um, he dominated the whole fight. Just didn't get the finish. The other guy was he went tough. for he went for finishes though. Yeah, he yeah, he went for his thing. Just didn't get the finish. So his last fight was a decision. Um, he's had some good wins. Um, so we got it's a 185 pound title fight. That'll be our first title fight for 185 pound amateurs. So it'll be cool to um, crown a champion. Kristen's another guy that I'm excited to see when when he gets that. That that experience in when he's got ten fights, what Christian's gonna look like, you know? Yeah, he yeah he's he's got all the potential. He's got the mindset, and um, he's an athlete, and a, he's just a good he's a good kid too. He's a hard worker. Um, so yeah. other guys coming for his head though. Yeah, yeah, and the other guys, like I said, he's got multiple championships. Um, you check out his, his Instagram, you see him holding all kinds of belts. He's got belts hanging everywhere. This is Christian's first title fight. So the guy's got experience. Um, he just fought the the guy Zane from Indiana that we, you know, talks of him and Christian fighting it multiple times has been have happened. They've never fought. I'm sure they'll fight here soon once they both go pro, probably when there's some money behind it. Um, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, we we wanted the the smoke either way, you know. But if that's how it goes, and um, what weight class, coach? One eighty five, and they, the title, right? Yeah, yeah. And they just, like I said, he just fought that that kid up there. So now he'll fight Christian. He went to deci- to a decision with him. So, and that's oh, big boys, Kelly, at one eighty five yeah, throwing hands. Yeah, too. Those there's, are, the, there's gonna be some bombs thrown in there. Hear one. them shots in the crowd. Yeah, the the guy's a beast that Christian's fighting. And if you've seen Christian, he's got a, a sick KO. I, I think that happened maybe in Lexington or something. Me too, right? Yeah, that was another one. So that one didn't happen in between rounds, but that one happened. That was my call in the middle of the round. Stay in the center. Stay yeah, in the center. you know, I kept telling him to stop, quit going backwards. And finally I got up out of my chair and screamed at the top of my lungs, like, quit going back. And he stopped going back and fired three lefts and slept the dude. Yeah. And it's it's funny because most people don't do that, but with with him I'll practice three lefts and I have him throw every left a different way not 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 all a straight straight and like a kind of curve straight and an overhand or a straight and a curve straight and another straight you know and he Absolutely. threw all three and he went forward on the last one and just boom got him man it was so he was half asleep I think from the second one and then the the third one just boom put him out so that was a 
That was another one. That was a good call from outside the ring on that one. And Christian's a southpaw, too. It's hard to deal with southpaws, man. Mm-hmm. I fought a lot. Of, I fought more southpaws than I did orthodox guys. And dealing with those southpaws, man, if you don't understand open stance, it's fucking dangerous. <laughs> Seriously. I do a little bit of, like, kickboxing sparring. Not much, but, like, a real light. Real light. But doing going against southpaws sometimes can fuck you up. Like, I get to spar a little bit with Isaiah. Mm-hmm. And, like, southpaw's crazy for me. It's yeah, a, a whole, whole different... Like if I'm, you, if you I'm don't, in trouble. If I try to switch, and I do sometimes, just fucking around. Southpaw with them, my defense is shit. Yeah, if don't you don't do train, my defense is fuck, fucking shit. But don't I like fucking with it just because. If yeah. you don't train, it's not smart. BJ tells me that every, all yeah, the time. Don't, do don't that. fucking do that. Yeah. If you don't train with open stance and and kind of like prepare for that, it it'll throw you off. Really, honestly, dude, it's a whole different look. There's one thing we work a lot on is range. I work it with all the fighters, understanding your range and understand where you're at in the cage. And understanding how to fight, not just how to throw combinations and how to do moves. Sure. How to fight. Um, how to put it all together. How to put it, how to put it all together. But, again, just understanding where you're at when you're throwing your punch, how far you are from your opponent when you're punching, when you're shooting, when you're kicking, when you're kneeing. I've actually asked you that in a fight. Uh, I need to get a little closer. Yeah, to- there's difference within inches that changes everything that happens in the fight. You don't know what type of kicks necessarily that they have, so what range should you be, you know, yeah, you gauging know, the range? Maybe is, they're overcommitting on their punches and they need to stay, you know, about two inches back instead of, details, instead of right? reaching in because they're, they're able to grab them there, you know. or uh, But they're just, there's a lot more to it than that, and I think that I bring a unique look to that. My experience is all over the place. I've done boxing training. I've done Muay Thai, traditional Muay Thai training. I've done kickboxing training. I've coached bare knuckle fighters. You know, Bell come over and train with me for that fight. And we had, again, the game plan. The You, you can talk next time you talk to him, ask him about that game plan. The game plan was to work the jab, go in and out, in and out the first round, find our range. The second round, we were going to start staying in because the bare knuckle, you can't just bang. You got to work that jab and find your openings it's not it's different you eat any type of shot in bare knuckle it's a lot different yeah you can't you can't like uh take one to give one mma like too boxing. compared to boxing yeah mma once that adrenaline but, but bare going, knuckle even yeah, more you That's gotta bite down and take one but bare knuckle no you can't it's not like that and uh so the goal was to get in and out get in and out second round stay in and the guy didn't make it through the first round bell hit him with this slip level jab where he changed levels and busted the dude's eye with the jab and finished the fight like that, and it was like the game plan worked even better than we planned on it working, you yeah. know. And but we trained for six weeks for like exactly that. Every time he come over, that was like the, what we did the most: working on the jab, understanding the range, in and out, in and out, and then starting to stay in and finish the combination. And that was that worked beautiful. Phil's so. got good game plans, man. Like I said, as long as you listen and and you and you stay on the same page, he can walk you through. Phil, you have a sweatshirt on, Scott Hope, Ebenezer Jiu-Jitsu sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. Just thought I'd mention it. Shout out to Scott Hope. For sure. Um, Tyler, you have a t-shirt on. Tell us about it. How can someone listening get one? It's a Conqueror t-shirt. Um, I've had two lines of t-shirts come out with my logo on it, green, black, and a tan. Um, this is the first shirt because I'm not a big fan of putting faces on shirts, but the head kick was kind of, um, let's see, it was a mark. It was a mark. That everybody remembered from that night. So that's the head kick that set up the knee. Yes, yes. Okay. So this was uh, obviously one of the biggest moments of my career. So I talked with the guy, and we ended up putting the shirts together. Uh, he came up with the conqueror idea. I, I came up with the with the photo idea, and it's on RollingTrue.com. Um, you can 
get it on there or you can go to my Instagram at Todd No Smoke and all, all the links to that's in my bio as long as well with uh tickets to future fighting for March 9th. So uh the the shirts are actually fairly cheap. They're twenty two dollars a shirt. Um but it's high, high quality as you can see, Kelly. Okay. And um they fit well, they fit nice, and uh, I think it's worth it, man. So if you want to support, that's probably the biggest way you can support me is buy shirts and come to the fights as far as, you know, especially now that I'm an amateur. I'm not really getting too much from this right now. So that's okay. the biggest way you can support me. Okay. And I appreciate both of you guys coming on. Before we wrap up the episode, what other plugs or mentions do we need to make? Go ahead, Coach. Uh, really, just uh, come out to the event, please. Future Fighting, support it. March 9th, come out and support local fighters. Um, if you don't have somebody fighting on the car, car come out and support local MMA. This event is for everybody. I hope everybody's listening. Um, and if you're not, if if only two people are listening, hopefully you spread the word. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I, I just want it to be. This is for all the gyms in the region. You know, um, I was talking with uh, Brian Gates the other day. He's been helping out a little bit. And I said, man, you know, I feel like a couple places just are, you know, I, I keep it real. I said, I said, I feel like a couple places just aren't, you know, supporting like they would. He said, you gotta you got to get rid of some of them little beefs. And I said, Brian, man, I'm 40 years old, been married for four years. I don't have any little little beefs, you know. So if there's anything that I'm missing, you guys reach out to me, you know, because okay. I, I did this for everybody. Um, I, I, I have all good intentions. I put nothing but good out, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean well for everybody. It, I want my guys to do well. I want other people from the city to do well. I've said it a million times that high tide raises all ships. I mean it. And we need some people from the city to get on. We need multiple people from the city to get on. And I want to do just a small part to help. If somebody else would have done it before me, we would have just jumped on board and fought on their card and done our thing. But it needed to be done, so I did it. So don't hate on me for, for doing it. Be appreciative. I'm here to help. Just holler at me. Let's let's talk. Let's let's get everybody together. Let's get the city on. Yeah, know? Phil ain't got time for the bullshit and the smoke, but. I do, so bring all the smoke my way. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. Don't leave it to feel. But, I mean, seriously, though, I, it's, it, I'm so far past any of that stuff, you know. I mean, I, I truthfully want want the best for everybody. I said earlier, I, I go to everybody's events. You know, I go coach my guys at AJ's place. I go coach my guys at, at uh, Chewy's tournament. I'm not afraid to go to other places. I'm not afraid to support other people. Um, I will say I, I won't I – won't, I just hope more people – will be that way and more people will lift other people up and just support everybody around them because at the end of the day, that's going to help yourself. That's going to help your fighters. You're holding your fighters back. Man, you asked earlier, sorry, I know we're about to be finished. It's but okay. You, you asked earlier um, what will make you di what, what makes this your show different. I mean, I could go on and on. You know, I started with the cage, but the media, you know, we'll have last time Matt and them have, what, three cameras there. We're at an instant replay, so we'll have a fourth camera there. We have two other cameramen there, so we have six total cameramen at our event, which I don't know what's what, but that sounds pretty good for a small local show. We also have multiple photographers there. Um, just our media is on a different level. Then there's the the walkout. Just walking out is more of a promotion. And the, uh, the, all the previous fights are on YouTube. So yeah. you can go and watch the show that's yourself. A good, that's a good one. The, the first five shows, we're going to put them all out for free for sure, and then we're going to decide what to do for there. So all the show, all the fights within the week after, you go, you watch them on YouTube, support the guys. You can go look up, research your fighters that you're going to fight soon. Yep. Um, but 
there's just so many other things. Just when you come to the event, just the event itself, this isn't like you're going to an old basketball court with a cage, old rickety cage set up in the middle. Um, this is, a, like I said, a nice brand new cage, a beautiful venue. Um, there's no issues, hopefully, with lights and cameras and action or pay-per-views or anything like that. And, uh, <laughs> you know... And um, I won't say that we're we're the best or anything like that because we're a new show too. I'm just learning. Um, I, I know about martial arts. I'm learning about putting on a show. But I will say it will be one of the one of the best shows you've been to. The fights will be great. The 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 actual event will it will be an event, not just a fight. And speaking of pay per view, if you can't make it March ninth, downtown Louisville, Kentucky, you can get the pay per view at futurefighting.com. It's pretty simple to walk you through. Um, you can stream it on your phone, stream it straight to the TV. You can set it up at home just like you're watching UFC fights every weekend. So you have no excuse not to watch the fight March 9th. You better be there, but if you can't, you better get that pay-per-view. I'd like to plug in a couple of my sponsors, Uppercuts Barbershop, Pat Carter Tattoos, Terry. yep, uh, Muscular Therapy, and Wallace Heating in there. I'd like to shout out my coach Phil, my team area 502, all the guys fighting on the card. I'd like to plug in Nathan Pierce and Zachary Grasso and then um, Kelly Patrick for having me on the show today. So, thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. Cool, man. Future of Fighting's March 9th at the Kentucky Center for African American Heritage. Tickets and pay-per-view are on sale at futureoffighting.com. The paper, the VIP is already 70% sold out. We have some really sick seats because the cage sits down like in a pit lower. So there's some awesome seats that sit down in the pit right in front of the cage. Some cool seats that sit up around the cage. And then some front row general admission that might as well be VIP. So we got some awesome seats, but they're selling out fast. Um, after the last event, people, as soon as they went on sale, were buying them. So we're, we're already picking up traction. Uh, make sure if you guys check out our Instagram, it's at Future of Fighting MMA. And uh, we couldn't do without our sponsors, all of our sponsors, but some of our main sponsors are the Fox Den. Uh, Jared Matthews. Jared Matthews. Shout out to Jared Matthews, huge supporter of local mixed martial arts and um, just local entrepreneur, um, a lot of local businesses he supports. Pack Mule Moving. They take care of us. They move the cage to and from the venue. If you guys need anything moved, call Pack Mule. I wouldn't let them move my brand new cage if I didn't trust them. Right, Next Level Sports Nutrition. If you guys know Next Level, they're the best in the region. I think they got seven stores, and just their knowledge is far above any other store. Um, they, they actually care about what you get, the products they get, they research, they get their stuff ordered specially. Um, go there, let them explain it to you because they know better than I do, but they'll take care of you. Beard HVAC is a huge sponsor. Uh, we couldn't do that, couldn't do it without Beard HVAC and Precision Garage Door, um, another huge sponsor. We couldn't do it without any of those guys. And really, that's it. We just uh, appreciate everybody's support. <clears throat> come watch all these local guys. Um, come support my team, Area 502. All my guys, um, we're working hard as always. Nothing's changed. We've been doing that for years. But I also want you guys to come out and support the other local fighters. Um, if we're not fighting them, we're supporting them. So come on out, have a good night, have some good food. We'll have good food. Hopefully we're going to have a uh, yummy pollo coming out to serve the food. We're gotcha. trying to work that out. Yep. Um, I want to have good food. We got Frankfurt Avenue liquors. We'll be doing the drinks again. So we have good drink options. And like I said, this is addressed to, you know, you don't have to dress to impress, but this is a lot of people are dressing up, dressing nice and, 
and making this an event. So don't think it's just you're going up to the barn up the street to to watch a couple guys. One more time for the Instagram plugs at Ty No Smoke, at Future Fighting MMA, and at Philip Perkins underscore Jujitsu. I love it. Well, guys, thank you very much for coming on. I also, of course, want to thank everyone for tuning in. We will have another episode of the Kelly Patrick Show out soon.